0: Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm here, i Matt Hodgeberg, and this is episode number 251. Feeling like your hard-earned money is being spent on a vacation where you get the sense that you are welcomed is what every customer expects, especially while on vacation. Royal Caribbean's Crown & Anchor Society is tasked with offering repeat cruisers incentives and recognition for being loyal to Royal. This week, I'll provide an overview of what the Crown & Anchor Society is all about, what you get, and how it all works. Here we go. When I first started with Royal Caribbean, one thing I picked up on very quickly was the importance of the guest experience on board with an emphasis on returning again and again. Customer loyalty is a critical component to any successful business where returning customers are highly valued. After taking a few cruises with Royal Caribbean, I quickly came to realize just how much importance this cruise line places on keeping their guests happy and enticing them to come back for more. The heart of the company's customer relations is the Crown & Anchor Society program, which offers returning cruisers incentivized benefits for their repeat business. It's not just a tiered reward system, but a truly invested part of the cruise line that wants to keep their customers happy and sailing often. It is a way of recognizing and rewarding those that cruise with Royal Caribbean the most. And this week, we're going to look at the benefits of sailing with Royal Caribbean again and again. Of course, if you're new to Royal Caribbean, maybe wondering what Crown & Anchor Society is all about, why you should join, and maybe some other questions along the way, and that's what we're going to seek to answer here. So Royal Caribbean's Crown & Anchor Society is just a really fancy way of saying their customer loyalty program. Just like if you flew on an airline a lot, they have different tiers you know, based on how many miles you do. With Royal Caribbean, the way that their program works is the more you cruise, the more rewards you get. The Crown & Anchor Society is a free customer loyalty rewards program that Royal Caribbean offers to all of its guests, and it's in fact been doing it for many, many years. While the program exact details have changed somewhat over the years, the basic premise remains that the more you cruise with the Royal Caribbean, the better the rewards you'll receive. Anybody can join the Crown & Anchor Society, and up until a couple of years ago, the only requirement was you had to have completed one Royal Caribbean cruise. Nowadays, Royal Caribbean actually allows you to join Crown & Anchor Society before your very first cruise. While you won't get any benefits to it, at least it gets you started on the right track. And basically, to sign up for it. The easiest way to do it is actually online. You just go to Royal Caribbean's website, Fill in some basic information, and you're good to go. If you've taken Royal Caribbean cruises in the past, don't worry. You can take advantage of all those sailings you've done, even if they were like decades ago. Any Royal Caribbean sailing still applies, and all you'll have to do is once you sign up, you can contact Crown & Anchor Society, and then they can retroactively add those sailings to take advantage of all those points. And Really, it's pretty simple, and then you're off to the races once you sign up. And Obviously, each time you take a cruise, your points will accrue. It usually takes about two weeks or so. For a sailing to show up on your account, but the way that it works is for every night that you sail, you get one point. So if you're on a seven-night sailing, you stay in a balcony room or an inside room or something like that, you're going to get one point per night. So seven-night sailing, seven points. If you happen to be going in a suite, you're staying in a suite, a junior suite or above, you're going to get double crown and anchor points. So again, using our example, a seven-night cruise will get you 14 points. If you happen to be staying by yourself, so you're staying solo, one person in a room, and you're in a standard room, so from a balcony or less, anything below a suite, you'll get double Crown & Anchor Society points. And if you're staying by yourself in a suite, so junior suite and above, by yourself, you're actually going to get triple Crown & Anchor Society points. The only exception to this, of course, is if you're staying in a room by yourself that is a solo room, a studio cabin, then since you're not paying the single supplement fee, you don't get double points, you just get single points, but you know, I think that's more of an outlier situation. But that's basically the only ways to accrue points. You can't buy points, you can't earn points other ways. There, sometimes there are benefits, I should point out, uh, in terms of like promotions, but they're really few and far between. A lot of times I got questions sent to me about, like, Matt, I'm like three points short of the next tier, what can I do? Is there anything I can buy my way up or something like that? And the answer is no, you can't. It's really you just got to take sailings in order for, to make it work. So... That's, that's the basics of it. Now, there are a number of tiers that Royal Caribbean has created. In fact, there are six of them. Gold, Platinum, Emerald, Diamond, Diamond Plus, and Pinnacle Club. Gold, you get it at three points. Platinum at 30 points. Emerald at 55 points. Diamond at 80. Diamond Plus at 175. And Pinnacle at 700. And yes, Pinnacle is quite a ways away, so I won't worry too much about it. But that's basically how it works. Now, of course, you may be wondering, well, in addition to just getting points and leveling up and feeling good about your tiers, what benefits do you actually get? Why would you want to join Crown and Anchor Society? And Royal Caribbean really breaks down to three basic types of benefits. You've got member benefits, you've got special offers, and then even benefits on land. So let's talk about the member benefits as kind of a starting point. And at each level, whether you're talking about gold, platinum, emerald, diamond, diamond plus, pinnacle, you're going to get a different level of benefits that are given to you and basically as you get more points and as you move up the statuses you not only retain the benefits you had at the previous level but you gain some more some levels are a little more lucrative than others but it's still a pretty good benefit even at gold membership which is basically means you've accrued one cruise point so you've taken at least one royal caribbean sailing you're going to get a couple things first of all when you check into your royal caribbean cruise are at the cruise terminal Anybody who's in Crown and Anchor Society, even gold members, you're going to board first. You get something called priority check-in, which means as they start boarding the ship, they go in descending Crown and Anchor Society order. But as a gold member, you're going to board before the general public. People who have never cruised the Royal Caribbean before. In addition, you get a private departure lounge with continental breakfast on the saddest day of your cruise, the day you have to leave, and you're going to get some onboard offers preloaded to your CPAS card. These onboard offers, I think, are probably the most useful, noticeable, and probably most talked about benefit of being in Crown & Anchor Society. Basically, on your CPAS account, everybody in the stateroom is going to get preloaded their own set of benefits, and again, the the exact benefits will vary But here's an example of one that's not too long ago. I think it's pretty representative of a gold member. You're going to get coupons like buy any wine, beer, or soda by the glass and get a second one free. Uh, Purchase any glass of wine, beer, or soda and receive a 10% discount. Buy one, get one free Johnny Rockets milkshake. Receive 25% off any coffee beverage. Buy a bingo package, get one free jackpot card. Buy any internet package, receive 10% off your purchase. Spend $25 or more on Royal Caribbean logo products and receive 10% off. Buy one photo, receive 50% off discount off the second photo, and get 10% off any one spa or salon service. So, obviously, which ones are going to be more relevant to you is, is a good question. And I feel like not everybody takes advantage of all these benefits. I certainly don't. But it's nice to have, and it's the beginning part. So, you take one cruise. Every adult in your stateroom will get those level benefits. And you might be wondering about kids. Kids actually get their own subset of benefits. Obviously, they're not going to give the kids the buy one, get one beer benefit. It doesn't really benefit them. It's not applicable. So if you've got kids, they're going to get their own set of, of benefit sheets. Again, and that'll be all be when you get in your stateroom on day one of your cruise, you'll have a list of all of them pre printed, and it should be probably on the desk in your room, so you should be able to reference it there. All you have to do to use them is just present your CPAS card to whomever, you know, the the bartender, the spa attendant, whomever, and let them know, hey, I've got a coupon for whatever, and then they will apply it for you. So it's pretty straightforward in terms of being able to take advantage of it. I think, honestly, the hardest thing is just remembering that you have it. I have been guilty many times of completely forgetting that I have the coupon and never actually using it or going many times without before I actually remember to use it. But it's something to keep in mind. The other thing that's important to know about benefits is the way you get your status actually is whoever has the highest status in your household gets the – everyone else in that in the house takes advantage of the status. So as an example, I've been cruising on rail equipment before my wife ever did. So my status, the amount of cruise points I've accrued is higher than my wife. That being said, she gets to get my status as well. Also, my kids – Who are seven and three are also of the same Crown and Anchor status as me, even though they've clearly well behind in what I uh, have cruised before in the past. So it's really lucrative in that standpoint. They might be saying, Well, Matt, why would I sign up for it? You know, why should I bother signing up if my spouse or whomever, you know, already in my household has a better status than me? Well, of course, you still earn points as you go forward, and being a member of Crown and Anchor Society gives you access to those benefits in the first place. So you definitely want to sign everybody in the household up. Even children, it only stands a benefit for them because as the kids get older and they eventually turn into adults. Then they actually get to retain their earned Crown and Anchor Society status uh, that that they've developed as as being minors. So it's a really great benefit for them. They certainly won't appreciate it. They won't know the the trials and tribulations of being a gold member back in the day. But you know, hey, it's uh it's at least as a good starting point. And uh, you know, there's again, joining is free. There's really. No reason not to join. I, I still to this day don't know of a reason not to join. Now we talked about gold level pl- benefits. Now there's more benefits beyond that. You've also got as a gold member, you'll have CPAS card recognition, which basically means on your bottom, your CPAS card, it says your gold. You'll also have access to what Royal Caribbean says, crown and anchor society on board offers and exclusive rates. Basically, As Royal Caribbean puts out new sailings, they tend to give Crown and Anchor members a heads up on it. They're supposed to anyway, where when new itineraries come out, Crown and Anchor members are supposed to get a 24-hour head notice slash advance purchasing ability beyond the general public. I say that, but it tends to actually be more like anybody can book it, but just Crown and Anchor society members are told about it. Anyway, it's something to, to keep in mind. Now, Royal Caribbean also says that all Crown and Anchor Society members will also get reduced rate upgrades when available, additional cruise points for purchasing speed accommodations for single pricing type, which we talked about a little bit, exclusive email offers, member cruises, Crown and Anchor Society desk for membership inquiries, which basically means a dedicated 800 phone number to call about anything you really have a member newsletter, and a member-only secured section on Royal Caribbean's website. So basically, that's how you, where you start off with after one cruise. If you've signed up for Royal Caribbean's Crown & Anchor site before you've ever taken a cruise, it's wonderful you'll have a status called pre-gold. You don't get any benefits for it. But again, you'll be basically set to go. And after your first cruise, you'll see it automatically get in there. Basically, it's something to do before your cruise. And maybe you'll get some emails. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's just something to do quite honestly. Now, as you move up, you get a little more benefits to it. Platinum, you'll get everything you got in gold membership. You also get probably the most noticeable benefit of being a platinum member is you get a a signature lapel pin, which you can wear around the ship if you so choose. And you can also get access to the exclusive top-tier events, basically – on board your Royal Caribbean ship, there's usually a Crown and Anchor Society Welcome Back Party, which is for top-tier members, which is for platinum and above. But I think the most lucrative benefit for being a platinum member has got to be the balcony discount, which basically means that if you book a balcony stateroom on a Royal Caribbean ship as a platinum member, you actually get a bit of a discount on that type of room, which has been known in many cases, including myself, to sway the decision of, do I stay in a balcony room or not? Because that discount can actually... can make the difference, the price difference, drop to a point potentially where it's worth the upgrade cost, so to speak. Now, if you're wondering about the onboard coupons, yes, they do change. In fact, at every level we're talking about, whether it's gold, platinum, emerald, diamond, diamond plus, pinnacle, you actually get increased coupons, those those onboard benefits to use via your CPAS card at each level. So at platinum, You're going to still get the, you know, buy one, get one uh, beer, wine, or soda by the glass. Purchase any glass of wine, beer, or soda, receive a 10% discount. Buy one, get one free Johnny Rockets milkshake. Buy any coffee beverage, get a second one for free. Uh, Any cup, one complimentary non-alcoholic specialty coffee drink with the purchase of dinner in any specialty restaurant. Buy a bingo package, get three free jackpot cards. Buy any internet package, you'll receive 15% off your purchase. Two free spin-to-wins at the casino. Uh, 20% off the casino tournament entrance fee. Spend $25 or more on real green logo products. receive 10% off. Buy one photo. Receive 50% off discount on a second photo. And 15% off any one spa or salon service. So you, you, there's a huge price jump or discount jump, I should say, that you get from gold to platinum. And you know, between that and the balcony discount, I really feel like platinum is the level where you first truly start to feel like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And to get to platinum is really not that difficult of course because you're really talking about, you know, that you know gold is one cruise, right? Platinum is at 30 points. So assuming you take seven night cruises, you're talking about four or five cruises before you hit platinum again it depends on how you cruise and if you do solo cabins or suites or something like that. But it's not that hard to get there, you know. I mean, that's certainly you know, even if you cruise once a year, in a couple of years, you're going to hit there. And obviously, again, you could take advantage of sweets to get there a little faster. But platinum, you really start to feel like, you know, it really makes a difference. The next level is Emerald. And Emerald is basically like just platinum plus. It's 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 not nearly as def- noticeable a difference, a jump between platinum and Emerald as it was from gold to platinum. But Emerald, you get a few more benefits that are coming to you that are certainly nice to have. I think the most noticeable benefit is probably... You get a welcome amenity upon arrival, which means uh, you define it before your cruise. You can get something like a bottle of water or some cookies for the kids, something that's delivered to your stateroom on embarkation day that's just for you, which is kind of nice. Now, of course, you also get, as you start to level up, whether you're talking about gold or or talking about platinum or emerald and so forth, you board faster and faster. So, as I mentioned, on embarkation day, they'll board with the highest level Crown and Anchor Society first in the Sweet Guests and then go down. So, obviously, once you get to Emerald, well, you're boarding before all the Platinum and Gold members, of which you'll find, generally speaking, there are going to be a lot more. The most of it, you know, Gold will have the most members, then Platinum, and then Emerald. Emerald, it's such a small level in terms of the amount of points because it's once you get to Emerald, you're only there for a little bit. Uh, so, there's not usually a lot of Emerald members, but uh, you know, you'll go there and then you move up the, the chain. So, it's nice to have that. But I think probably the Welcome amenity is probably the most noticeable change. You're going to have in terms of like onboard benefits, you know, the coupons go up a little more in value, but otherwise Emerald is basically a carbon copy of uh, Platinum. So it's nice to have, don't get me wrong, and it's on your way to what is arguably the most lucrative or one of the more lucrative levels on the way, which is, of course, Diamond. Diamond is something you're going to hear a lot of if you go on Real Caribbean websites, if you read about Real Caribbean If you go on enough cruises, you're probably going to hear the word diamond or diamond plus thrown around a lot among repeat cruisers. Diamond level is really where you get a a lot of benefits. And if you thought it was good up till now, it's nothing compared to diamond because there's really a lot more tangible benefits, I think, that you can take advantage of. Now, certainly you get everything else we talked about up till now, you know, in terms of the, you know, the coupons and the priority embarkation and a lot of other things. But when you get to diamond boy, it's it's it can be very lucrative financially. So let's talk about Diamond because this is a big one and this is at 80 points to in order to hit Diamond level. You're going to get access to the Diamond Lounge, which is a, an exclusive area just for Diamond, Diamond Plus, and Pinnacle members that you can go into. It's available throughout 24 hours a day. But what's really cool about it is two things. Number one, you get access to the Diamond Concierge. This is your own person, attendant, if you will, that'll help you with anything you have on board, getting tickets to shows, short excursion ideas, solving problems. If nothing else, it helps you bypass guest services. What's nice is they have the same level of access as guest services. So If you have a, a billing inquiry or you have a concern about something or something that we'd ordinarily go to guest services for, instead of standing in line over there, you can actually just go to the diamond attendant and they'll take care of it for you, which is really nice. But the other main benefit of the Diamond Lounge is every evening of the cruise, usually in the ballpark of, let's say, 4.30 to 8 or 8.30, somewhere in that, you know, give or take 30 minutes, depends on the ship, you're going to get complimentary alcoholic beverages. Yes, you heard right. Complimentary alcoholic beverages every evening of the cruise. And you go there from 4.30 all the way until whenever. Again, it varies from 30 minutes or so. Sometimes it starts at 5, sometimes starts at 4.30. It'll go till you know, about three hours or so. And it's a great way to obviously take advantage of a great uh, amount of drinks. It's not every drink possible. It's not like to say that you can get anything you want over there. There is a diamond drink menu, which is decent. You know, you're basically going to get some basic cocktails, beers, wine by the glass, things of that nature. You're not going to get like you know frozen mojitos and and uh, lava flows and pina coladas. But you can certainly get you know your rum and coke, uh, tequila sunrise, any liquor on the rock. Basically, it's it's. For the price, you certainly can't complain about it. In addition, in the last couple of years, Royal Caribbean has added something else for Diamond members because the Diamond lounges have gotten more and more crowded. There's more and more Diamond members today than there were, you know, five, ten years ago. So as a result, they've also preloaded every evening of your cruise you'll get as a Diamond member three complimentary drinks to enjoy at any bar or lounge around the ship. What that means is you can still go to the Diamond Lounge, take advantage of as much you want. But if you prefer... You can go to, you know, the the pub on the Royal Promenade or maybe the Schooner Bar or any of your favorite bars, doesn't matter which one, and get three free drinks, the same way you would have gotten on board in the Diamond Lounge, but somewhere else to take advantage of which is really nice because that allows you to hang out with other people who may, may not be Diamond members or just be around the ship. You know, what's nice is maybe you're taking in a show and you want to take advantage of your Diamond drink. All you tell the server is, I've got my Diamond drinks, can I get a Heineken or a rum on the uh, rum and Coke, right? And then you're off to the races. It's truly the the best benefit right there. I, I I just don't think there's anything that really comes close to it. Certainly, you get some other things that are really nice uh, with a being a Diamond member. Uh, there are access to things like there's tours available to you, a commemorative gift, and and a variety of other things. But really and truly, one Diamond is to me a really big deal in the sense of how much you get back for it. While you got some really good stuff, I think, in the previous levels, previous tiers of Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor Society, once you get to Diamond, I think it's a game changer. And to me, as I've actually just leveled up to Diamond Plus, which is just a milestone point. It's nice to have, don't get me wrong, you get a little more benefits. It's kind of like what Diamond Plus is to Diamond, what Emerald was to Platinum. In my opinion, I'm sure there's people yelling at their phones right now, like, Matt, what can you say that? But anyway... Uh feel free to email me and tell me I'm wrong I'm happy to hear about that but really when you get the diamond it's it's pretty nice because the reason why it's so nice is it changes fundamentally a lot of the financial dynamics of a cruise as an example the decision to get a drink package i think greatly changes when you get the diamond because now you have access to complimentary drinks every evening of your cruise and if you know you do the math on that that can, you know, if the drinks are up your alley, you know, that's a possibility of bypassing the drink package and still enjoying a fair amount of drinks without breaking the bank. For a lot of people, and certainly I'm one of them, it, it makes the decision a whole lot more difficult or or simpler, depending on you're looking at it, to not get the drink package because you get so much more with those free benefits to you. And I got to tell you that the being a Diamond member, I felt like the benefits of cruising with Royal Caribbean are now so great because I love what they do with it. I think it's really important. I feel like as a customer, they truly value what you, what I get with it. You know, the other major benefit I'll say is a diamond member and also diamond plus is you can actually get one free eight by 10 photo during your sailing. What that means is me and my wife both get one free eight by 10 photo, two free photos, which usually cost about 20 bucks each is a really good deal because, you know, we've got kids and you know, it's nice. We always like taking the photos anyway, But if you can say basically $40 on two photos, that's a lot of money right there. And we love that. That's like, I think the benefits we use the most, the free photos. In fact, I don't think we've ever gotten off a Royal Caribbean cruise since we became Diamond members uh, without getting that free photo. And, of course, the Diamond Lounge. The the concierge is a really nice perk as well. The complimentary drinks, that's huge right there. Some of the other benefits that you get as being a Diamond member in terms of the the, the discounts, those, those coupons I talked about earlier. We've taken advantage of some of them. you know. One thing I should mention, I forgot to mention this earlier, with all these coupons you're getting as as a Crown & Anchor Society member, you cannot combine them with pre-cruise purchases. What that means is if you go before your cruise on the cruise planner website and you want to go buy a drink package or an internet package, even though you get discounts on some of those things as a Crown & Anchor Society member, you can't apply it on top of the discount. It's either or. So either you buy it before the cruise or you buy it on board the ship and there are Depending on your level, that decision in and of itself can be uh, a bit of math involved in terms of figuring out what the best thing to do. For gold members, almost every single time buying it online is still a better deal than anything you get on board the ship. When it comes to drink packages, internet packages, uh, and dining packages are basically a wash. Uh, spa services is still, I think, you're better off online. I mean, you do get a discount, but you know it's not lucrative enough to make a big difference. Platinum. I still think in most cases you're better off buying it online. Emerald, same is true. A diamond, the math starts to get a little fuzzy, and now it kind of depends on a couple of factors involved. The drink package I still think is better online as a diamond member. Internet package, here's a bit of a trick that I got to give credit to one of our message board members on the Roker and Blog message boards. His name is Twangster. He actually figured out as a diamond member you get one free day of internet usage, and a diamond plus it gets you get a little more than that. But the point is if you can actually wait – don't book the internet package before the cruise. And if you can wait and skip the internet package on day one and then buy it on day two, right? So you just say, okay, I'm not going to have the internet on day one. But day two, you buy the internet package and then take advantage of your discount via Crown and Anchor Society. That will actually outweigh the benefits of pre-purchasing in terms of discount. I'll post a link on our show notes at Royal for you to see the exact math. There's a lot of math involved in it. But a Diamond Diamond Plus and certainly Pinnacle Buying it on board the ship if you can wait an extra day does make a big difference in terms of being able to save you money. So it's kind of nice in that regard. Overall, now Diamond Plus, like I said, Diamond and Diamond Plus are virtually indistinguishable if you ask me. The most noticeable benefit between Diamond and Diamond Plus beyond, of course, the fact that you're going to be boarding before the Diamond members is some of your discounts go up a little bit in terms of what you get for your onboard benefits, those those discounts I talked about. So... You know, you'll get you know the the discount on Korean logo merchandise goes up a little bit. The discounts on a couple other things also you know go up a little bit. So it's, it's nice to have. Don't get me wrong; I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> turn my nose at it, but it's not really noticeable. Now, of course, the next level and the last level is called something called Pinnacle, which is something that I highly doubt m- most people are listening to this podcast will ever reach. I mean, we're talking about seven hundred points, right? So at Diamond Plus. You're at 175, right? And you went from 80 at Diamond, 175 for Diamond Plus. Then you get to 700. So you're talking about a little more than 500 more nights (laughs) to get to pinnacle. It's an absurd level in which basically, if you're not cruising like multiple times a month, you're never going to get there anytime soon, and maybe not even in a lifetime. Who knows? But uh, if you ever get there, I mean, you get you can earn free cruises. You get a meal with the officers. You get, I don't know. They give you all sorts of things. That I don't even know what they are. But there's a lot of hand-holding and a lot of coddling and a lot of, you know, thank you, sir. Uh, appreciate it. You get a lot of thank yous, that's for sure. A lot of recognition for it. I, the reason why I don't talk about Pinnacle all that much or it's worth talking about pinnacles. I just don't think anyone really listening to this podcast is going to have to worry about that anytime soon. Even myself, Michael Poole, any of my friends. I mean, we're just, it's a long ways away. Certainly, you know. With enough cruises, you can get there. But personally, I don't even—it's not even on my radar. You know, I don't even think of that as people often ask me, Matt. You know, what are you going to do when you get to Pinnacle, or how soon do you think you get to Pinnacle? And I frankly tell them, I don't think I'll ever get there. Or if I do get there, I'm not going to worry about it because it's just so far away, and it's just something that they offer there that I think you know. It's just look—if you cruise that often with Royal Caribbean, at that point in it, you know, you're really invested, right? You're not—I don't think anyone's really cruising necessarily to get to Pinnacle in and of itself. I think you really truly enjoy cruising with Royal Caribbean. And that is kind of your main motivation. And certainly Pinnacle is a way to recognize that is when you get to that level. So when you get there, I would love to have you on the podcast to talk all about Pinnacle level because it sounds like an amazing option. I'd love to hear more about from a personal standpoint because I don't think, quite frankly, the listed benefits that you see on paper really match up with the actual experience on there. But in terms of, you know, what Crown & Anchor gives you, the other thing you should mention is uh, there's one other thing, which, is, of course, is benefits on land, which we talked about a little bit earlier which is actually Royal Caribbean partners with a couple different companies to offer uh, some discounts, special access. I know that M-Life, which is MGM casinos program, they they match your status. Also, if you cruise, I should mention, with any of Royal Caribbean's sister companies, Celebrity or Azamara, regardless of the level you're at, they will honor your level. What that means is if you're Emerald in Crown and Anchor Society and you want to try Celebrity Cruise, you'll get the equivalent access of Emerald in the Captain's Club program. There. Now, you don't start there as, like, earning more. You'll start, you know, as you start earning, it'll actually be at the bottom. But they will honor your status in Royal Caribbean, Crown and Anchor, uh, and vice versa. So if you're coming from Celebrity or Azamara, Royal Caribbean will also honor that. You just need to contact Crown and Anchor Society or uh, the the various loyalty programs in Azamara or Celebrity in order to get that benefit. But it's a nice perk. Certainly, as sister companies, it's a cool little thing. And I, I think a lot of times, if you once you start cruising a lot with Royal Caribbean. I think it's very tempting for a lot of people to peek over that proverbial fence and wonder what Celebrity offers or Azamara offers. Certainly different ships, different itineraries, uh, different onboard amenities. So, it's nice to have that and all of that. I really feel like as you listen to all this, I really feel like it, it is a great way of showing and, and putting on display how much Royal Caribbean truly rewards and, and recognizes its onboard members. I think if you've ever been to a top tier event on board a ship, which is the event where uh, one evening of the cruise the Crown and Anchor Society or the loyalty ambassador on board will come and, you know, invite you. You get a usually a letter in your stateroom inviting you to come to it. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that I always enjoy and the reason why I enjoy it is because you go there and I really feel like there's a lot of people saying thank you. And look, you know, you can say what you will about, you know, how <laughs> what they really mean by it, but the fact that you've got someone saying thank you to you and saying thank you to a lot and kind of putting it on display means a lot as a customer because it truly shows to me that they actually do care that we do come back again. And it's something that I really feel like above all else, customer feedback after a cruise is huge for Royal Caribbean. And for their Crown and Anchor Society, there's no doubt in my mind that it is a critical aspect of how the cruise line plans and and kind of makes its decisions, quite honestly, based on the feedback of its most loyal guests. It's it's on display a lot, and having covered Royal Caribbean here on CaribbeanBlog.com, I feel like I've seen that quite a bit. So what's nice is if you're new to Royal Caribbean, you're entering a nice ecosystem of not only loyalty, but also respect from the company who wants to thank you for your business. And on top of it, you get some pretty cool benefits from doing so, which I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm I really do enjoy, and I think that, If you cruise with other cruise lines, I'm not sure their level of benefits can stack up nearly as well as Royal Caribbean's. Certainly, I can think of some cruise lines off the top of my head that certainly don't. But I really feel like Royal Caribbean offers a lot with its customer loyalty program. My favorite thing about this podcast is the opportunity to answer your Royal Caribbean questions, talk about Royal Caribbean with all of you, and you can always do so by sending me an email to matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, matt, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email comes to us from my very good friend, Chrissy McClarty. who writes, Hey Matt, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast with Colleen about European cruises. It definitely brought back memories of some of our most incredible cruises. I wanted to echo what she said about being careful about the excursions you choose, as it's so easy to tire out. On our first Mediterranean cruise, we made the rookie mistake of booking the most incredible sounding excursions each day of the cruise. By day three, we were just exhausted. Some of the excursions can be 10 to 12 hours long with tons of walking. I had to laugh when she mentioned how hot it can be and bring plenty of water. We were in Rome for one of those marathon excursion days and we were also in pants and nice shirts due to the churches we were visiting. As we came over a hill near the Colosseum, there was a gentleman selling half frozen bottles of water for eight euros each. My mom and I still joke that it was the best water we ever had even though it's also the most expensive. You also asked Colleen about cell coverage in Europe and cell packages. They are definitely worth it if you're doing long bus rides. You have plenty of time on the buses to catch up on email and social media, and it will help you pass the time. Thanks for all you do. We're holding out for a group cruise in Europe at some point. Chrissy, thank you for the great uh, feedback on that episode. And I know that Chrissy is very eager, along with some other Royal Caribbean Blog podcast listeners, to have a Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise in Europe at some point. Sooner than later, I, I'm i not against the idea, but you never know, and certainly I will be considering it when we start looking to some new group cruises coming up. If you're new to this podcast or don't know what a group cruise is, basically they are Royal Caribbean Cruises in which we pick a sailing to go on and invite everybody listening to this podcast or reading RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com to join us for it, because what's better than Royal Caribbean Cruise or Royal Caribbean Cruise with friends? And if you want more information about any of our upcoming Royal Caribbean Blog group cruises, there are actually five of them on the books right now you can get more information by going to com slash events com slash events i'll also post a show note in this week's i'll post a link in our show notes this week uh, with a link to that as well Our next email comes to us from Luke, who writes, We just got back from our trip on Vision of the Seas, and I wanted to pass along a few observations. This was our second time cruising out of Galveston, but the last time was on Liberty of the Seas. Vision is a much smaller ship, and the boarding process was much faster, maybe 15 minutes or so from getting in line, through security, and getting our sea passes. Galveston is certainly not as pretty as the Florida ports, but my wife saw dolphins around the ship again, so she was very happy. Our cruise is only four nights, with a sea day, day in Cozumel, and then another sea day back to Galveston. As a smaller ship, there wasn't as much to do, but the ship is being kept up quite well, and the staff were great. We found the park cafe and the Solarium to be a great breakfast spot, with hardly anyone ever there. Since we were traveling with family, we ate in the main dining room every night of the cruise, and had a wonderful time. My mother-in-law had never been on a cruise, and she really enjoyed all the special service. We found out the last night... That a year ago, Vision was ranked as the top ship in the fleet, but it wasn't clear if it was for the dining room service, or food, or both. In Cozumel, we swam with the dolphins in Dolphinaris, booked through Royal Caribbean. Even though my dad and mother-in-law didn't want to swim in the deeper sections of the pool we were in, they got to do a lot with the dolphins. The trainer did a great job making sure everyone got plenty of one-on-one time with the dolphins. After our swim, there were two buffet options, one American food like hamburgers, dogs, etc., and one with a more traditional Mexican fare. It wasn't the greatest food I have ever had, but it was perfectly fine for what it was. After we ate, we took advantage of the snorkeling option they had at Dolphinaris, which was complimentary as part of our package. The snorkeling area was pretty small, but we saw lots of fish, and I had over a dozen stingrays swimming around. Around 2 o'clock or so, we headed back to the port, which was a different spot than we docked in Cozumel. This time, we were docked in Punta Langosta, but it may have been because we were on a smaller ship and someone on our ship required medical attention. They announced the evening the night before while we were at dinner that there was someone who needed medical help. So we were going to be going as fast as we could to get to Cozumel. We docked at about 3.30 a.m. instead of the normal 6 to 7 a.m., so most of us woke up uh, for those 30 minutes when we were pulled into port. We found out later that the person was recovering well at the Cosmo Hospital. Everyone on board seemed relieved. Overall, my spouse and I really enjoyed this smaller ship a lot, probably because we were always had family to hang out with, and we got to experience a lot through fresh eyes. I still want to try one of the bigger ships, but having a cruise short cruise option on a small ship is nice for those of us that are within a few hours of Galveston. Thanks again for doing the podcast. I felt so much better prepared for this cruise, and I love cruising vicariously through you and all the people who write in. Luke, thank you for the great review there at Vision of the Seas, and I'll echo exactly what you said right there at the end of your email, which is it's really nice to have short cruise options, especially if you've got one close to home that you can drive to or you know doesn't require a major vacation in order to make worthwhile. When you live near a embarkation port, whether it's Galveston or Port Canaveral or Bayonne, New Jersey or Baltimore, where you can have a cruise ship you can hop on. And again, you don't need to fly to, it doesn't require a whole lot of logistical planning to make happen. It's a really nice feeling. And you know, oftentimes you can maybe squeeze in an extra cruise or two. If you see, Oh, you've got an extra day or two coming up that you need to burn, but you know, a full fledged vacation where you fly somewhere and do the whole thing may not be worthwhile. I got to tell you, getting a little getaway cruise is, is really fun. It's (laughs) It's all fun. I think that's pretty obvious, but it's a great way to, again, still get that cruise experience, even if you can't make maybe a seven-night cruise. I know oftentimes I often look at booking cruises through the magnifying glass of, you know, long sailings, you know, seven-night sailings or or more, and it's not to say that I, you know, discount the the three- and four-night sailings, but there are nice people to work in here and there. I wouldn't necessarily make it my family vacation for the year just because I think it's just over too quickly. But, you know, if you're looking for that kind of getaway, that augmenting cruise, like Luke was talking about, boy, it's a great option. Next up, we have an email from Tina who writes, Matt, I think it's great there's someone with such knowledge and enthusiasm out in the world who can clarify anything for the cruise novices to the experienced ones. Anyone who travels a lot knows quality is something hard to conquer with so many options out there among the different cruise lines. Novices sometimes think price and those with incentives of open bar, etc. is the route to take. They just jump so quick to book with any cruise line not realizing the hidden fees and cruise isn't what they really expected to be, making it a disappointing trip. I myself travel a lot and set standards high, even though I'm not by far any novice researcher, but I do recognize that it's key to any cruise. As technology advances and customers' demands of their desires change, my only downfall I see, especially among cruising, is the single traveler. It took so long for cruise lines to be really known as an affordable family option vacation for families with kids that they really haven't accomplished the single traveler yet. Norwegian is known to be the really only cruise line offering solo travel discounts, but that doesn't stand up to Royal Caribbean. I myself am a single traveler, and it can be frustrating at times that there are, aren't many options out there for us solo divas unless you really want to pay the bucks. Then it makes one think that it is worth it or just plan a different type of pampering all-inclusive vacation. Every now and then, you'll find a deal that doesn't break the bank if the ship isn't having a good sale through of cabins so the 200% fee doesn't kill the bottom line of my piggy bank. I think it would be great if one time you did a podcast of being single traveler on a cruise. Maybe people are afraid to come out of their shell to say single traveler. There's always so much a cruise offers and great way to meet and mingle the single traveler shouldn't be hesitant at all. Maybe even have group cruise themes for solo travelers one time. Oddly enough, I researched the upcoming Alaska group cruise the other day, and MEI Travel came back to me with a quote much higher than if I had booked directly through a real Caribbean website for the same category level. That seems strange because normally a group cruise means a little bit of a cheaper race since it's cabins under a group booking. Even under single rate, I was aware that there was still a $400 difference, which is a big difference. Like you previously said in many podcasts, it's always about being informed and utilizing a cruise planner. Some great deals come and go as it's about checking to see if bargains really popped for short sure, excursions, beverage packages, and etc. Offers change frequently to very minimum discounts to some deep discounts. One thing Royal Caribbean does sometimes is offer that pre-cruise deal, which isn't a deal at all because if travelers download a shore brochure for their sailing, price offer is the same as the pre-cruise deal offered at the same time frame. I noticed that this again this past week, I'm exploring options for my Cuba cruise in October. So, Keep up the momentum and hopefully see a podcast of being a solo traveler. Sincerely, Tina. Tina, thanks for the email. And, of course, uh, last week's episode was all about solo cruising. Of course, she said the email before that episode. so But there you go. Wish granted. Now, let's talk about some of the things you mentioned there. Uh, you mentioned uh, our group cruises and some of the rates you get. One thing to keep in mind when you're comparing rates with anybody, whether it's with MEI Travel or Sponsor or anywhere you go, is the default option on Royal Caribbean's website these days is to provide you a ref- non-refundable fare, which will cost you less. But it's a non-refundable. Emmy and I travel, uh, I think to their credit, often quotes customers, especially people that are new to working with them, refundable fares, which do cost more, but provides a lot more flexibility. I feel like non-refundable fares are something that if you're new to cruising, new to Royal Caribbean or just unaware of the differences. I think a lot of people sometimes don't understand, fully understand the the issues with non-refundable, especially like when you want to get a refund or cancel or change. There are change fees. And that's why, by default, MEI Travel will usually quote you a refundable fare, which does cost more money. But you always have that option of, of course, the non-refundable fare. Something to keep in mind. I know that I was actually just dealing with this exact issue. My in-laws were comparing prices, and they wanted to book a, a group cruise. And... They were comparing prices and wondering why the Mei quote was higher. And the travel agent said, "Oh, it's because it's a refundable fare, and you're seeing a non-refundable fare. And you know, this is just we think a better approach to it, even though it may cost you more money." Quite frankly, I agree with them. I don't. In fact, to this day, I have not booked a re- non-refundable fare. Uh, I just, even if I know I'm pretty darn sure I'm going on the cruise, like a Royal Caribbean cruise, I still don't book it because it just I don't know. There's something about it. Just I, you know, I peace of mind is worth it to me for some for whatever reason and. For that reason alone, I haven't booked. So there's that. The other thing you mentioned about the pre-cruise deals, I think it's worth always researching. I agree with you, Tina, on that. I don't think that any deal you see online should always be assumed to be the better deal. But I do believe that in most cases, especially for things like the drink package, it is usually a better deal to pre-book it online versus on board the ship. There's just something. some things are a better deal online. Some things are a better deal on board or, or more of a wash, really. But one thing, one X factor to pre-booking, regardless of the price, Tina, especially if it's the same price on board the ship, is by pre-booking, you break up the total cost of the cruise. So you you, know, you have a cruise coming up in November and you buy the drink package today, even if it's the same price, which it's not. But if it was the same price, the advantage is you're paying it off now, like your next credit card bill. But that means you're not getting that monster bill at the end of the cruise uh, with everything you bought which in the years past would always be like I remember the last day of the cruise not only am I depressed getting off the ship but I would literally cover my eyes when getting that final bill delivered to my stateroom because it was always like oh god how bad is it you know and uh, one of the advantages I really do believe one of the X factors of pre-booking certain pre-cruise purchases is you can break up that total cost which helps bring down the total cost of the vacation spread it out a little bit but Tina I'm so glad you're enjoying this podcast and realcreamblog.com really really helpful thank you thank you thank you for the great email Next, we have an email from Rob, who writes Hey, Matt, love the blog and podcast. My family, who are six of us, will be going on our fourth cruise next March and are super excited to be on Symphony of the Seas. After booking two boardwalk balcony rooms, we found out that it included a couple of soda drink packages. As none of us drink soda, can we pay the difference and upgrade those to the limited drink package? Rob, thanks for the email. Unfortunately, the answer to your question is no, you cannot. The complimentary drink packages you're getting with the soda packages by staying in a boardwalk balcony room is a perk it's a neighborhood balcony perk Uh, Royal Caribbean gives you certain benefits for booking a neighborhood balcony so that's a boardwalk balcony room or a central park balcony in in the boardwalk you get uh, up to two soda packages included in your cruise you get uh, one meal for up to four people at Johnny Rockets and you get I think a rock climbing wall session private rock climbing wall session if you're staying in a central park you get a free bottle of wine you get a dinner for two, or a lunch for two, I should say, sorry, at Jamie's Italian or Giovanni's table, whatever ship you happen to be on. And then a complimentary gaming lesson in the casino. But in the case of all these, they don't have intrinsic values. Because they're given to you for free, They, you can't use them to upgrade. So, Rob, to answer your question, no, you can't use it to upgrade and pay the difference. It's not doesn't work that way. Um, so if you wanted to buy the unlimited alcohol package, you'd have to just pay the full price of it. You can't use it to upgrade, so... Sorry, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but just the way it is. You get it for free and it's it's free or nothing. I guess that's kind of how they look at it. Next, we have an email from Kelly who writes, hey Matt, next question's for you. We're booked on Anthem of the Seas for February 2019. When will we be able to start seeing the drink packages, internet packages, etc.? All we can see right now are the excursions. Also, how do you accrue points at Crown and Anchor Society? I know by booking cruises, but besides that, what else can we do to get more points? We're taking my parents on this cruise and we... We did buy them, uh, the the cruise, so does that help? Thanks again for all your helpful information and tips, as always. Can't wait for the next episode. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Good question. So, uh, you have your cruise coming up. When are you seeing drink packages, internet packages, etc.? The answer is, it depends. Uh, there is no set answer, Kelly. Uh, usually, I quote people between 90 and 120 days before your sale date. That's like the ballpark figure of when we typically see them. But there's no rhyme or reason, Kelly, when they'll show up. It's not like a fleet-wide policy. Sometimes they show up a lot earlier than that 90 to 120-day mark. Sometimes it's like right at the 90-day mark. You just got to keep checking back, and eventually it will show up there, usually closer to your sale date, Kelly. That's pretty much the way to look at it. Uh, in terms of accruing Crown & Anchor Society points, well, obviously, in the, earlier in this episode, you probably heard me talk about that. The only way to get Crown & Anchor Society points is by booking cruises, by going on a cruise, I should say. Paying for someone else's room doesn't count. So if you buy your, your in-laws or your parents a cruise or, or, or a stateroom or you pay for your kids, it doesn't work that way. You certainly, they'll take your money, but you don't get their Crown & Anchor Society points. You only get it for the, the amount of cruises you sail. And just like an airline, you only get the miles for the flights you take. Now, other than the methodologies I mentioned and the ever rare booking incentive where sometimes they offer a bonus crown and anchor points for cruises sailed during a certain time of year, there is no other way to get points. There's, You can't buy them. You can't earn them. It's just it, it's, it's that or nothing, basically, in order to, to accrue it. So, yeah, I guess you had no choice, Kelly, but to book more cruises. Next, we have an email from Tom Meeks, who is a new Royal Caribbean Block insider, a new Diamond member, and is from Brevard County, Florida. Uh, Tom writes, Matt, sorry, just irritated with the requirement that all stateroom persons over 21 years old must get a unlimited alcohol package. You must have heard this many times, but prior to January 2018, one could call Royal Caribbean and speak to a representative, and they would book one package. My wife enjoys her vacation drinks and understands the value of prepaid and not to worry about the cost of the drink package. I do not drink for several reasons. Just call today for one package for my wife for upcoming September and requesting the 30% off sale today. After working my way up to several supervisors, the answer is there are no exceptions to the both rule unless I purchase the non-alcoholic drink package. Then my wife can have the full alcohol package. That's so nice of Royal Caribbean. I'm sure the end sarcasm there. The supervisor options for a waiver was to have a doctor's letter signed that I couldn't drink soda. Give me a break. Royal Caribbean is acting greedy and arrogant. I follow the rules, and just because others may break it, all one-room drink packages customers must suffer. This is elementary school thinking, where one kid is misbehaving, all will be punished. With all the other possible rule changes with the Diamond Club, etc., why is Royal Caribbean irritating its loyal customers? Matt, you don't have to answer this, but I do suggest you inquire about Royal Caribbean management there almost no exception policies now, and no authority even for our supervisors to even listen to the customer. It sounds more arrogant on the phone when the various planners and supervisors are trying to explain the reasons why this is a new policy. Take care, and I enjoy being a new Royal Caribbean Blog Insider. Tom, thank you for the email. And I know there are a lot of folks like yourself who are not happy with that rule. And for those who aren't aware, I think Tom did a pretty good job of explaining it. But if you're going on Royal Caribbean and you buy a drink package... You want to buy an unlimited alcohol package, to be specific, and there's two adults in the room. If one adult wants to buy it, both adults have to buy it. All adults in the same stateroom are required to buy it. If no adults want to buy it, then that's not an issue. You don't have to be forced to purchase it. But back in the day, or not back in the day, just not too long ago, you know, if one person, one adult wanted to purchase it, the other adult was not required. Now all adults have to do that. couple things, Tom. And look, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to tell you anything that's going to make you feel better about this, quite honestly. It's the policy. It is what it is. First and foremost, I'll tell you, don't get an unlimited alcohol package. That's a simple solution to it. I know that in this day and age, we kind of focus on that. And I know it may even sound crazy, Tom, but I am here to tell you there is, to to paraphrase Cher, there is life after a drink package, right? There is, you can go on a real Caribbean cruise without a drink package and still not spend a ton of money. There are a lot of great strategies for avoiding it. Uh, Tom, I'll post in our, a link in our show notes at realcriminblog.com about some great alternatives to doing so. Now, I don't. you're a Diamond member now, Tom, and I'm going to tell you right now, being a Diamond member, as I talked about a little bit earlier in this episode, the math of a drink package greatly changes now with your access to complimentary beverages in the evening in the Diamond Lounge. And I'll tell you that if I were you, I would give it one sailing without it. First of all, just to, because you don't want to pay for the drink package that you don't want, right? And number two... Uh, you know, it's. I think you're still going to come out pretty well on this. I, I don't. Granted, I don't know how your wife drinks. Perhaps she enjoys a lot more drinking than I do. We all cruise differently, right? Nothing wrong with that. But I've come to realize, in my own way of cruising, that the 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 you know the way we I cruise now, it's not the drink package. I often find, especially on longer sailings, that by the end of it, I'm just buying drinks for the sake of buying drinks, and it's the. The idea of drink fatigue, where really I run into a situation where I don't want to buy any more drinks, I'm just getting it for the sake of getting it, is a real thing. Now, why real commands Institute do the Rule in the first place? Look, there's no question that there was abuse going on. You mentioned that, Tom. You, you recognize that. As to why you know other, everyone else has to suffer with it, I think, quite frankly, it's the simplest approach, simplest fix to it. There are other fixes that are available. There are other solutions to the problem. But this is not just a real Caribbean thing. This is an industry-wide thing. You can go on Carnival, you can go on Norwegian. This is just the the law of the land. If one person and one adult does it, then the other one has to get it. And that's because sharing of drink packages, despite people telling up and down, are just it's just too hard to enforce. You know, people don't listen to it, and they still share it. Whether it's one drink here and there, whether it's a truly abusive. You know, where they're really trying to aggressively cheat the system. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this is a company. And I often tell people, look, if this were your company and you knew that there were a certain subset of customers, however small, that were stealing your product and there was a way for you to significantly cut down on that, right, mitigate that issue – uh, which will obviously uh, prevent a lot more loss and more profits. And the, the grand same thing. As a business owner, you've got to take the actions you need to do. it. Now, granted, I understand the 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 other side of it, Tom, which is what, you know you're saying is, look, I'm a loyal customer. Why am I being punished for this? I'm doing the right thing here, you know. And it, it's it's almost coming across as like a kind of a, a slap in the face as, as to someone like yourself. And I can understand that. I certainly don't love the new policy, but I understand why they have to do it. And quite frankly, Tom, there are two things you can do, I really feel, to combat this. Again, it's not going to make you feel better in the short term. But I think long term, if you want to combat it, number one, don't buy the drink package. You know, Royal Criminal responds really well to its bottom line. And number two, take advantage of the alternatives that are out there uh, in, in, in lieu of buying a drink package, drinking more on land taking advantage of the drink specials on board as a diamond member, taking advantage of the free drinks. You're getting there going to events in which there are free drinks. I feel like for a lot of Caribbean cruises that have a, you know, a few port stops, you know, you could really offset your onboard drinking quite a bit. Even if you still, you know, drink, you know, three, four drinks a day, that's still coming out ahead of what the drink package would cost you on a daily basis. So, you know, it's not to say you can't drink on board. It's just that you can drink smarter on board and kind of avoid that. And then I feel like that's the best solution at this point. If you are really against the idea of getting the drink package or the or the lesser drink package for yourself, that's the best way you can voice your displeasure. And also the last thing, most importantly, Tom, is after your cruise is over. And you know, you mentioned you've got some sailings coming up in the post-cruise survey. Let them know about that, Tom. Voice your displeasure. Explain... Calmly, got the way you just told me here. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing: Royal Caribbean really, really, really pays a lot of attention to those post-cruise surveys. It really makes a big difference. So, great email. Thank you, Tom, for sending it in. Thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Uh, until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.